It kind of helped them advance. I mean, do you think this was a conspiracy? Got to go with Jacob Butter. Got to go level. <laughs> no, we're, talking about, we're talking about the players. Let's turn them into the podcast. There he is, right there. Oh, he doesn't even know how to watch. Go to YouTube.com and search <laughs> Down Lane Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Down Lane Podcast. We are streaming live. From the lab at Town Country Lanes, I'm your host Kyle Haynes. With me is the assistant to the host, Anthony Skasha. Can I lean in today? Sure. Where am I? Sure, you can. You can do whatever you want. Welcome to the show, folks. Uh, the new blue is coming to you <laughs> at home in November. Mine will be yeah. here next week. That's right. Uh, let's see here on tonight's uh, show. We are obviously going to be talking about the new blue, uh, which is hammer. The um, PBA rule changes. We should probably touch yes, on. We'll talk about that. Why this even happened. Um, and yeah, we're also talking about a couple other PBA things. Um, uh, Anthony brought to my attention about the LBC. Um, but first and foremost, don't forget to like subscribe, click the bell to get alerts from the channel. And you can always email us at downlinepod at gmail.com. Check out the social pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So, say hello to uh, our friend Matt, Chloe, what's going on, and Michael Polkey, what's happening? Guys? Don't forget about Matthew. Thanks for... Uh, you say Matthew? I said his name. That was the first one on the list. Wow, I'm, not, I'm, I'm out. I went down the list, straight down the list. Uh, what's up, all? Um, so... How's your week this week? <laughs> well, I think should we touch base on we bowled last weekend? Where did we bowl last weekend? Clems Falls. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We can talk. About Hello. Last weekend. Uh, What's up, Michael John? Uh, look at my hair. Whoa. <laughs> uh, me and Matthew bowled uh, this weekend. Matthew Fazone. Yeah, sorry, Matt. Sorry that you're sad about this. Uh, to be honest with you. I struck a boatload the first game. We bowled on 43 feet. It was a Baker's doubles format. Uh, for the first three games, I struck quite a bit. Um, I had a really good look. Moved to the low end. Uh, things didn't look good for me. Uh, Matt, my partner, then struck for the next three. So game six, he sh- or three through six, or four through six, he struck. One through three, I struck. In a Baker's format, that doesn't work. You're supposed to strike at the same time. Yes. Um, and then... Uh, Kyle's trying to fix that, Michael. There we uh, go. Check, check, check one, two. <laughs> Anyways, after that, we... Uh, oh, by the way, let's just say, no Austin tonight. Austin is sick. That's why we're screwing this all up. Um, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> you guys should be able to hear me now, though. Go ahead, Ant. Uh, so then the final two games, game seven, eight, it was an eight-game thing. Uh, game seven, eight, we actually hit the pocket 23 out of 24 times. That doesn't mean you're going to strike every time, but I think we were like plus 10 or 15 for the next two games. So we just couldn't get him to fall over. The cut was plus 200. We ended up plus 67. Uh, overall, I got asked back to be his partner. Uh, I was a little surprised because I stink, but uh, I will be better next time. I actually thought I bowled halfway decent. I asked him at the end of, or the next day. I said, "How do I did I throw it all right, or did I throw like a piece of garbage?" Um, <laughs> and uh, what do I mean, Jay? Next for Fizz, you know that's good. Thanks for watching, guys. We appreciate it. But yeah, so we did pretty well. Uh, we just didn't strike a lot. There was a few things that that you know uh, looked pretty good up there, um, and just the cookie didn't crumble. Um, you know, it just didn't crumble that way. So it was a good time. We lost 
some money. But, uh, <laughs> I believe um, what you mean by that is uh, Nick and I and you and Matt uh, earned the exact same amount of uh, bracket money. And we entered in about uh, what we did. At, at least half of what yeah. you guys did. Well, you know, the one game I think Matt went and looked at the end and we lost 15 brackets by five pins and we both opened in the ninth and 10th. Uh, so one of those spares would have been nice to have. We probably would actually would have broke even because we shot 240 the next game. Yeah, uh, which was a good score up there. So, Paul, I love this comment. Why don't Why don't more team leagues do at least one Baker game? Seems only youth and college ball Baker. I totally love that idea. Like instead of doing like a high low or something, like <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of leagues do high lows mid season. <laughs> why not Baker? You could throw Baker in there. Um, instead of high low, you could you could even do it for position rounds. Like that'd be pretty cool, I think. But you have to find a way to handicap it, Paul. I think that's yeah. the problem with Baker is that in college and in these youth events, they are more um, they're all scratch. Right. Typically, um, in this case, it would have you have to find out how to handicap it, which I've run one before where it is handicapped. Uh, and if somebody gets into a roll off, it is not fun to say you get seven and a half pins. <laughs> all right, in these next three shots. So I think that's a thing. You'd have to make it a scratch league. I think the scratch league, you'd have to cap it. Uh, and then you could probably run it that way. But right. it is a good format to run. Uh, it's something we didn't talk about last week. On what is the best format to run in tournaments? Baker oh, we were we, we, we talked about doubles and we talked about doubles. doubles. Yeah. Talked about five yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, real, real big. Real big. Yeah, real big. that's a good time. But uh, yeah, Nick and I were up there as well. Nick Harris and myself. Um, and we kind of had, I guess, a similar issue except that nick was striking i don't know 85 percent of the time i think and uh i just same problem as i had up there last time i could not get the ball to just do what i wanted it to through the pins but tell the folks what you did kyle well <laughs> out of out of sheer uh anger? no not anger just you know I don't know, guessing. I just said, you know what? This week I'm going to be also because of the uh, choices that I have. I, I decided to bring my 15s to, uh, to Glen. Not Falls. just the 15s. 15s and 14s. Okay. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> so I ended up having to bring Kyle home. And uh, he ended up uh, putting bowling ball bags in my truck. And there was three. And I was like, all right. Sounds about normal. Three bags for this. You know, you shouldn't need any more than that. Yeah. And then he brought out like another four. Two. And I was like, Kyle, you freaking bowling balls did you bring? He goes, well, I brought 15s and 14s. I know what I wanted to use today. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I was throwing it much better with the 15s than I was with the 14s. Um, so, so does that mean you're back to 15? Well, we'll see how it goes tonight. So now the funny part is, is after the whole grip change two weeks ago. Uh, for you. For me. our Kyle's partner actually got a grip change before he went and bowled the tournament. Uh, not all of his bowling balls, just one. And he's like, whoa, this is much better than what I've been using. And I was like, well, that's good. So then he ended up uh, flipping over, which I have a few more balls of his to fix. And then it just so happened, I found a ball in the back and I've been telling Kyle to get refit for the past two weeks. And we finally did something. Yelling at me. Forced me to do it. Basically, I plugged the ball and said, here it is. What are we going to do? So yeah. not only did Kyle come in and get another refit, um, you know, another thing is we also have Matt, who's also taking a look at how you're throwing it. Yeah. So you're getting a second opinion, mm -hmm. uh, extra pitches, which we've also... What did he about. just say? He just said that I should go even further out? Yeah, he wants you to go three-quarter. 
we're not there yet. Uh, I told him maybe one day. Let's start small and dream big. But so now Kyle's trying to refit, and he's still doing a CLT, but he's going to 15 CLT, and then we're actually going to make him a little longer with some more reverse pitch. He wants so, to go to Prather pitches, huh? Yeah, I don't think that's – yeah. That's like almost an introverse, which is – Oh, my God. Yeah. But he also tears the cover on the ball, so like – Yeah, he saws it. He throws it kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, he won't hit it on the upswing. Well, that's, well, Matt, that's true, Matt. That's true. But he also thumbs the, the crap out of it. I told him – he's like, I need more pitch, my brother. I said, well, you can keep thumbing it. Why are you going to have more thumb pitch? You're going to grab it more. Yep. Well, you might as well stay at zero or, or six. Zero, I could not get out of the ball. Anyways, stop grabbing so hard. But that was. Oh, that's an EJ Tackett. <laughs> you're not EJ Tackett. <laughs> so I don't need to say anything. You're right. You're right. But uh, it was definitely good. <sighs> Laughter. So it was it was a good weekend. I got out of that tournament and I actually said to myself, man, I even though today was not. A great day in the lanes. Uh, statistically wise, I actually did have a fairly had a good time. Uh, I will I tell you, I, pretty well. So I'm looking. For yeah, I mean, not nearly as good as Nick and I, but yeah. We but, beat you guys, and yeah, by like 50 pins. Those are the spares that I missed. Okay, well, we also <laughs> never struck. Um, so maybe you didn't strike. I will. Uh, I will grieve a little bit about the format. Um, so. You know, this I think this was Nick and I's first time bowling the Bakers up there. That was my second time, and the format was exactly not the format, the getting there, waiting to get your lane draw. Yeah. But the format was different the last time I bowled because okay. normally it was the player always went on the left lane, always was on the left lane, but they and the player on the right lane was always on the right lane, which was the case. But they did flip the scores like league style. They did not do that. So no. I literally cut the odd frames every time. Right. So we we only. The only thing that we did was say, all right, I like this lane better and I like this lane better, so we'll bowl there. Not expecting that we were going to be odds and evens the whole time. Right. So Nick He did announce it by the way, but I thought it was a, a mis announcement. Oh, like it was like a kind of like the skip. Well yeah, they told us to move two and it was really one and we went to the low end, but we were really on the high end. So yeah. I was like, What the heck? But I bet I say you were kind of talking to the director. Like, what is it? And yeah. everybody was also confused. Yeah, no, everyone was like, Wait, I have to bowl in the same position all day long. Like, so for me and Nick, Nick is striking a boatload, right? And then I'm kind of trying to make guesses and like, I'm in the pocket the whole time, just not striking. And then uh, my problem is like, Nick's finishing the 10th frame, which is good, but also. For me, I get no free looks, like no test ball, no test balls test in, the ten, in the tenth frame. So that was a bit frustrating. I mean, you know, it just means you have to waste a ball at some point. Or, yeah. Or so we ended up get we ended up uh, doing stuff in the first frame because when I had to get out of urethane because I was striking a load with urethane and then it looked bad for a game. He's like, "All right, we gotta get out of it." And I was like, "I agree." And then all of a sudden, I found a look during the spare, and he's like, "No, no, no, stay in it." <laughs> I was like, "All right." And then I finally got out of it. And then my ball reaction was still bad. So I kind of, and it's tough because in a Baker's format, as you know, you know, you don't go in the right lane. You don't, you don't get 12 frames. You get, you get after the first shot, you get four more, right? especially if you're the odds. Right. So, you know, making a move and not striking again. Now I'm in the back of the frame. Do I need to make a ball change or do I just need to make another jump? It actually made it a little bit harder to ball, um, which there is no excuse. Like I'm not making an excuse about it. Um, I should have yeah. bowled a little bit better. I should have known my equipment a little bit better. I, I should have done something a little different. 
Um, but a lot of the times my ball reaction was close and I thought I could make it work. And it just, obviously it wasn't there. You know, I didn't get two shots yeah. and have the rest of the game that, oh yeah, that, this ain't it. I, I got two shots and then I'm, I'm already in the back of the game. Yeah. And I know, all right, well, I'm going to hit the head pin. I know I can make my spare because we were, we were really making our spares well. Um, but just think about it too. Like, everything to shoot at. If, like in our case, if, uh, which again, I didn't help at all, but like, let's say, uh, I, I just think, switching the numbers makes it more even across the board as far as, you know, lucky for us, Nick was finishing the 10th frame. But yeah. it also kind of, I think, even things out if, you know, you're flip-flopping the 10th frames because yeah. you may not have a guy that's pulling well, yeah. me, or or buckles under the pressure of 10th frames. Yeah. You know I, mean? so, I think it could have made a difference for us a little bit because I would have gotten to finish up the second game. Um, we did shoot 230 anyway, so I don't think it would have changed. But going down the line, if it, if we had, if I had a better look than him and I got to finish, it would have helped us out a little bit. Yeah, you know. But I, just I don't think, think you, it would have changed our results. You should, if you're going to stay on the same lane, which is fine, you, the score should flip flop so that it changes up the lineup. Or if you're going to do it the way they did it, where your your team stays on that lane all day long, uh, meaning it doesn't flip flop like league, um, or like bowling, not even league bowling. You switch games anyway, uh, switch lanes for games. But anyway. Um, then you should be able to adjust your lineup every two games or every four games or something. Right. But yeah, so yeah, it was it was definitely an interesting format. Was uh, annoying about the tournament, other than the late start. Like, yeah, like usual. it didn't it didn't bother me too much because the other thing too is like with the new grip, Matt was throwing the ball really well. Um, I did say he was elbowing at the first few frames, and it kind of it triggered after when he started to bowl better. He's like, oh man, now I know what you're saying. Like I thought it was just my feet. I was like, no, you were elbowing it a little bit. Um, and you know, would it have made a difference the first game? No. Would it made a difference the second game? No. Would have made a difference the third game? Probably. I don't think so. So for us, it wouldn't have made too much of a difference yeah. because he struck out in most of those situations. So it wasn't too big of a deal. But to make it more even, I thought we were a pretty good team. If there's a team that has a weaker bowler in a scratch event and then they have a really strong player, it kind of makes it so that way we don't have an advantage anymore yeah. because we are two stronger players. Right. Now you're giving a weaker player and a stronger player the advantage because that stronger player always finishes. Yeah. Um, now, like I said, it doesn't really bother me because everybody bowled in the circumstances, um, obviously, and it is what it is. I mean, it probably wouldn't have changed our score too much, but it would have given me at least a fill ball. So yeah. that's the only thing that really would have changed. So maybe it would have changed here or there, but it was a good. it was a good event. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I left that place saying, you know, I really actually enjoyed my time, even though we, we didn't do as well as we hoped, because I just liked the bowl. So it was just a good right. overall time. And I felt like we were competitive no matter what. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was also important. That's good. That's good. I didn't make spares again. <laughs> actually, that's not true. I just, I just, now, I just missed all a few spares. Saved. All right. So let's talk about this new blue. The new blue. Hammer. Very exciting. Um, first and foremost, let's talk about why this is even happening uh, where the PBA instituted the urethane rule, which is it must meet 70, 78 hardness and, and resin is 73. 73. Yes. So, and they can't be in the resin. No ball can be over two years old either. Uh, right. Well, right. Yes. Yeah, so so uh, that's the new rule, right? That's the new ball specification rule yep. happening after the RPI. So that will be after uh, January 7th, I believe. So I think the 8th, that will go into effect. Yeah, so all manufacturers have to comply to this, Whether so meaning your urethane has to be 78, or Hammer took a different course of action and came up with their cover stock called 
not urethane. Yes, which is a very interesting point. I've heard a lot of stuff about it. What the hell does that even mean? Not urethane. So unfortunately, uh, a lot of the guys who would have came on the show are doing seminars and they're currently driving. So didn't it didn't work. But we will have more information next week for sure because I'm going to a seminar on Monday and I'm sure that the talk of the seminar will be about this new blue. Um, but let's let's start backwards. Um, I don't think it's resin and I don't think it's urethane. So people are going to say, well, they copied the, the Micro, motive lineup yeah, of microcell. The polymers or whatever they're called, microcell, um, which you can say that absolutely. What's up, Steely to, Bones? You have to remember uh, the better than urethane bowling balls came out 2016 maybe so that was actually the first not urethane urethane like motion on the market yeah it was called the btu uh better than urethane by brunswick um i actually we drilled i wasn't drilling at the time but we drilled quite a few of those and we had a lot of people your dad had one he had the pearl one that looked like a Christmas ornament. That the gold or the silver one? Yeah. Yep. And oh, so, that's right. The BTU. Yeah. Now and it's that coming back to me. Yep. Actually, was the first of its kind that I know of. Okay, I believe if I'm correct, the micro cell came out a little bit later. Or the koi pump, whatever they call it, the tanks came out a little bit later than that. So people saying that they copied. It doesn't really matter because those balls they've had one previous. Modus has got theirs, and I guarantee you that before December, Storm will have theirs coming out um, because I don't believe that they're going to have urethane at 78D. We'll have to see right. what that says. Well, we, we talked we talk to Fazone, and he's talking about, uh, you know, how um, the mix is well over 70. It's in the 80s. Yeah, the um, mix is basically a hybrid plastic. Urethane. Yeah, that's he was telling us that he thinks it's... Uh, mostly urethane or something like that or, or whatever yeah, but that's why it's called a mix yeah but it's a it's mixture a blend yeah. of it yeah, we're yeah. not sure what the percentages are though right but uh, also again that's why well in the 80s Brunswick plant <laughs> be, of course it would be i think it really uh, is but that's up in the 80s so the ball and uh nick's got one he uses it for a spare ball yeah the ball de- definitely hooks in the dry but it does not do an oil what urethane is able to do which is 70, read a 73d one yeah but um yeah i mean i think it, that's that's debatable i think if you sand that up i think you'll get plenty of ball motion out of it just because if you sand it up it's gonna hook more now yeah, it might i mean not i be, get that but it's it might definitely not, not gonna do what the, the do urethane really will be do you really need it to do that much if you're on cheetah and they can't guys can't control the mid lane you throw a freaking okay, mix then why aren't they using like, mixes now because they can't well, well, they, well they can they can but why would you when you have pitch black and purple that i understand that's what i'm saying your but options I, are not i'm s- what i'm saying is i think it's way too drastic of a difference between urethane and the mix that it's not gonna do what the guys need it to do in my opinion i mean it probably won't um i i i don't know uh there's a possibility um it can't Anita, can it make the great boards hook? No. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no. uh, it, it can't do that. But the other thing, too, is that the, the variety will be shrunken. Um, you won't be able to have the fast pitch, pitch purples, fever pitch. Not like they threw them anyways, but pitch blacks. You know, they're not going to be as, as readily available. Attitude controls, purple hammers, you know, whatever you may have you. Um, um, 
So Chloe makes a good point. Uh, this is where my thinking was headed in the beginning as when they announced it was wonder if it will have the same reaction as the purple reactive. Um, so the greatest part about that is, is that I did reach out to Dave Wadka and he gave me, he actually sent me a video. Um, but there are actually, if you are out there on the internet, please go to YouTube. Packy Hanneran has one out. Um, and he does a pretty good analysis on it on long too. So, um, it is definitely a good, uh, yeah, scroll down to the numbers, Kyle. We can talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you're watching, if you're watching on the YouTubes, we've got the, uh, the website up here from hammer with yep. the different numbers like uh, RG and differential. Right. And then we'll pull up their, their, uh, I don't know what this is officially called, but the, uh, that's the not urethane core. Well, yeah, but I'm saying cover. the, uh, um, I don't know what they call this diagram with the, the um, power stuff. Yeah. Like that's the strength of the ball. That's right. what hammer uses. But anyways, Packy's video was really good. It actually, um, to answer that question, I've seen a few videos of one-handers throw it, and I saw Packy's video. Um, it looks like it's about two boards stronger, and it's got a little bit more down lane, which is to be expected because it's not truly urethane. Right. Um, but it really looks like it's going to play the part of the purple uh, pretty well. So if you're looking to replace that ball, if that's what you're, if you're looking to replace a ball as a tournament player or whatever, because you just don't want to throw the purple, um, which you'd be crazy not to, um, the blue is going to be extremely close and watching the videos that i saw i agree it looked very close i just don't it's just not gonna be your no not even that i'm just saying i can't i don't like to be like that's the one that's gonna be just like it until i actually see it you know what i mean i mean off of the videos it looks close enough to where it'll be a good option it's obviously not going to be purple um but at the same time, they're just trying Meaning to... Meaning, it's not going to be the same as purple. It's, it's not, not yeah. We know it's not purple because it's blue. No, what I'm saying is... Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just to it's be clear. It's not purple. It's blue. It's blue. <laughs> but yeah, it's not going to be that purple hammer. But like I said, it's extremely close. Um, well, I wanted to... That's why I pulled these numbers up because, like, you've got for 15, you have uh, 2.586 RG and a 2.7 differential. Um, now, and if we go to the purple hammer right here and the strength numbers were two, two points, points higher the blue is higher the yeah. purple is lower right so the core because the core is stronger which i don't understand because it's the same it, core but i can explain it all right give me one second so then in the 15 you got 265 and 015 for rg and differential for purple for the for the urethane so the numbers are definitely different, especially in the differential. That's, Absolutely. That's, uh, Take a look at the purple reactive while you're there. Right, so I'm going to pull that up in a second. But you can see that the core is weaker on the purple, stronger on the blue. The um, What is this guy up here again? The you know I have finish the, is, I think, uh, 9.5 on the blue. You know I have the cards. Um, but, uh, and then the cover is very close. I can't, it might be exactly Both the of them are 3.5. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it still ends up being a two-point difference between the... Right. And what does that mean on the lane? It just means it's a little stronger. It's got a little bit more, I think, left to right yeah. than the purple will have. Um, um, do you want me to explain why it's different? Yeah, yeah talk, talk about the core. Why Why is the core... Um, so the core is... The, 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 the numbers are different. It's not the core that right. makes the difference. Um, when you're going from... 
This would be a good option to place my crack storm IQ. Probably not. Just get another IQ torch. Yeah. Because they still make that ball. For sure. Um, and it's a great ball. It's an unbelievable ball. Just buy another one and you will be the happiest man alive. Um, so, because you do kill that ball. Uh, but this ball is going to be earlier on the lane. So, the reason for this piece um, being a little bit different, if you go down to the numbers here, Kyle, the numbers should be closer here to the blue hammer. It should be yeah, almost identical. Yes. So the reason for this is because when you have the urethane piece versus the resin or the not urethane whatever material, um, even though the cores are exactly the same, the densities between the three materials are different. So the reason that the urethane ball or the new blue ball is closer to the reactive is because the reactive's density and the new, the new not urethane, the new new. The new blues cover are closer to the reactive side of things. I would right. now that's not like for sure information that it's closer to reactive. Yeah, we're speculating or because of the numbers, the densities are closer to that. That then when you go to the urethane piece, the densities on that are different. So that's why you see different numbers with the same cores. Um because all three balls at 15 pounds will be a two-piece bowling ball. So you will have the coefficient restitution, which is probably a little bit different but closer to the same um, so that way your pin carry will be a little bit higher well, um, similar to the purple yeah it'll be close up but your pin carry is also higher with two piece balls typically yeah because you don't have as much filler uh, in there right and that's why they use dynamic core but you know right um in I, this case, I definitely notice a difference with the two piece versus a three piece it's it makes a big difference yeah, i think i mean sure. look at look at purple it enters the pocket so straight like well, i mean it's straight everywhere but yeah but you can hit the whole pocket yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just by getting always, the pins to move around. Always got the pins to move. They've, it's yeah. always got it to dance. So, um, I'm actually fixing up my purple reactive right now. Um, I already have a purple hammer urethane fixed up to my new grip, um, and I should have this ball on Monday. Um, so that means uh, I guess I should probably start putting up some videos of it. Or maybe yeah, well, that's what we're going to do is it's not going to be necessarily a review, but it's going to be a comparison so that you guys can get an idea of uh, difference between blue and purple and then the difference between blue, purple, and purple reactive. It'll be, you'll, you'll be able to show a wide range of the, how, why the cover stocks are different and, uh, you know, what the difference is between urethane. The new, not urethane cover stock, and then the resin cover stock. That's just kind of an annoying name. Right. I like how they marketed it. It is not urethane. Well, listen, this is, this is what they did is it's, you know, it's their big middle finger to the PBA, I think, anyway, so that um, because of, and we'll, we'll get into another topic here, but because of, um, uh, because of what I call the um, players having too much control over the, um, the rules, they are able to make um, those rule changes so that they try to knock out urethane as much as they can, um, which I just, I get it. I get to the part where the urethane gets softer, but like, again, I fall back on the point that it's an old technology and if you can't beat it, then join it. Like, why are you getting angry at the urethane? It's black is good. Purple's good. Why are we trying to knock it out? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's more for the fact that because purple is so widely used um, and it's so good at what What's it does. What's the pitch black? 
I mean, the yeah, but everybody complains about the purple hammer. I, I literally, guess, yeah. like everybody, I walked up to probably because the day. they don't know that the black ball going down the lane is a pitch black. They're probably not paying, like you know, the average league guys probably don't understand. Yeah, but like but the purple is so obvious. I walked into an yeah, I walked into an event this week, and somebody's like, "Oh, are you going to throw a purple?" Yeah, and I was like, "Listen, I could do the same thing with a pitch black if I really wanted to." Right, like it's. If people are going to get upset about that, it's not really a big deal to me. And the other thing that I say is I've only cashed in one one event on the PBA tour, or I don't even want to say the tour, but the regional side or the national event where I had to use uh, where I had to use uh, purple, which was actually. The last event I bowled. The rest of them I actually used resin the whole time. So Matt already knows what I'm talking Matt, about. Well, yeah, but Fazone's chuckling, but I think it's not because of anything you said, except that you could strike with a pitch black. I could totally I, strike I with think that's black. what he's laughing at. I could strike with a pitch black, and I could hear. No, James, we got a problem with the audio because Austin took the night off. So sorry about the echoes. I didn't know we had an echo. Oh yeah, we got an echo. I've been told three times. I didn't know we had yeah. an echo. I'm not listening. Yeah, Austin's got the night off, so I'm. Uh, I'm yeah, Matt was there for that conversation. It wasn't like a, a jab, but it was like, ugh. Yeah. Another guy saying, here we go, another purple hammer thrower. Right. It's like, well, I didn't even use purple. I did for three games. I struck a boatload, but right. then I used other balls. It's not like I use it. It's not like the only thing I can bowl with. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is quite annoying. So when the new blue one comes out, they can complain about that one, too. <laughs> it's not resin. Or not your thing. And you. Did you see the inside of the ball? Uh, only no, not like the real inside of the ball. So like, so like this piece where the little the crosshairs are, are crosshairs on the ball. No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The inside says not urethane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So like the purple reactive says reactive. The urethane says urethane. The other one says, uh, Austin. Austin has has the night night off off. Yes, sorry, James. Thanks, James. Sorry. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, it does say not urethane. So anytime they bring the the big blue ball out, it can be quite obvious that it's not urethane. The other thing that I'd like to point out that I think the PBA messed up on was every ball is urethane. Well, technically speaking. Technically speaking, every single ball that is, is urethane. Right, it has urethane components in it. Yeah, it's literally made out of urethane with additives to make it reactive. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Right. Now, I might be wrong. Well, there's got to be a big difference because uh, of how resin doesn't really get harder or softer, rather, and urethane does. So there must be something about it. Sure. But I'm just saying, I mean, every ball is urethane. So you're going to say that every urethane-like ball needs to be 78D. Okay. So that means every ball in the market needs to be 78 then. That's how I would take it. Right? Right. Yeah, I, I I said this before. I don't know why when they did the rule change, um, it didn't just do a blanket number. But then all of those resin balls might have to be pretty close. Or uh, the give it a year, change the urethane rule and give it a give it a blanket rule in two years. That would have been probably the best thing to do. But then the other thing I look at is uh, crap. I was gonna say something about something else. Oh, the reason it got banned on tour is because I think people who were. Uh, People who tried to make it on the tour could throw urethane and basically almost get away with it. So they would come in from the PTQ, and then I feel as if the PBA players were scared. Not scared, but they would be like, oh, another guy throwing Purple Hammer, and that's all he's going to do. 
and then they were, they're able to beat them and then they get angry. So it's kind of like a shield for themselves as well because all the kids who are coming up who saw on it could throw purple and make it work. And they're trying, they're saying, oh, well, you can't just saw on it and make it work. We're going to make you throw other stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like it was also, not only was it a rule, it was also a shield um, to try to to try to create an even bigger d- difference in the in the player separation. Yeah. Whatever the frig that means. And yes, Matt, I think every ball older than twenty. Yeah. Every. Yeah. So every every two or every year, there's going to be a list of balls that are uh, not allowed. But not not, that, not allowed. Not, not the ball. It can't it's be not allowed. Data manufacturer. Exactly. So if you have that old IQ tour, uh, Justin, then and it wasn't broken. It wasn't cracked, and you went on. Uh, a national stop this coming year, uh, then no, that ball would not be allowed because I'm guessing it's older than two years old. What if I just pretend it is? Uh, well, the serial numbers all have the magic number in it, right? So How hard can that be to make an 18 and a 23? Oh, RJ Martinez is here. We forgot to say. Congratulations. Congratulations. Wow, you're RJ. so good, RJ. RJ wow. And, uh, Brendan, Brendan Boyer, Boyer uh, won the uh, tournament this weekend that we were talking about. The you're courses. really good, RJ. You were really go- good at throwing those motive bowling balls. Was he throwing motive the whole time? I don't know. I'm just um, anyway, yeah, so uh, congratulations, Matt. No, take it on our day on your own time. Stop being angry. Matt was a little bit. Yeah, you. <laughs> I thought you were going to punch him in the gut. Anyway, so I'm excited to see what the new blue uh, looks like. Um, who knows if it'll be the same. Um <laughs> And or similar, I should say. I think we already know that it's not going to be the same. I was watching Watkins' video, and he was just a hair left. Yeah, but the, but the ball reaction is the overall reaction good enough. was very smooth, no angular. Whereas the purple uh, resin reactive um, is way different than. Uh, but this is not reactive. I, I understand. This is not urethane. Not urethane. It could be resin. I'm excited for it. I don't know what it is. We have to find out. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, Deke, none of the lefties made the finals, so it was okay. <laughs> there was no lefties there. It it's okay. Um, Maybe New Year's Day. All right. Well, uh, guys, real quick, don't forget to like, subscribe, click the bell to get alerts from the channel. Uh, also, you can email us at downlanepod at gmail.com. Um, and let's see. Check out the so- uh, social pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff to check out what's going on and as soon as we get that video done and edited and uploaded you will be able to see it i mean the other thing too is i could do uh an instagrams i could but you might not get your views on it and then i couldn't be able like like i can't talk you know what i'm saying like i wouldn't have that time to be like all right guys here's what we're looking at yep. boom let's hit the lanes now should i use it on a house shot or on a sports shot or you know I, I should, know I I mean, should i do both should i do both House shot for the house shotters and sports shot for the tournament players. I can just oil up one lane. You know what I'm sure, saying? Sure, sure. Try both out. Uh, and, you know, what I would probably do is I would probably hit them all at the same surface anyways. I'll put them all at 500. That way it's They're a legit comparison. Anyway. Nope. They are all going to be the same. Yeah. Three and a half by 20. Off of my old axis, I will do it. Yeah. Because I have a new axis now, but I will just redo it. It'll make the pen a little longer, but I'm getting two of them. So if this one doesn't roll the greatest, we'll just fix it on the other one. <laughs> Maybe I'll draw four. I don't know. Be nice. Anyway, um, and that's why JR Pro Shop is nice. They show both. Yes, they yeah, typically they have. Yeah, I do actually. I don't mind. Uh, I like to look at uh, the the stew 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 Williams. Yeah, because he's got some decent reviews. Because what he does is he 
brings a ball that's comparable or the other one, or he brings like three out. So you can really see the difference between three of them. Um, he's going to be all storm products. Yeah. But like you can, right. you know, you're looking at specific products to, so I can recommend certain ones to people or see how they roll. Yeah. Um, you know, it is good because he does throw it pretty, pretty spot on mm-hmm. and he can really talk about it pretty well. So, and Jared pro shop is good too, because they have both sides of it. Yeah. So that is also well. Alrighty. So, um, you wanted to bring up the LBCs and some updates like the youth bowling. Is that right? Youth bowling. Cripes. Okay. And I remember, <laughs> uh, yeah, today Kyle was texting me. He's like, Hey, what are we talking about tonight? What are you thinking? I'm like, well, duh, blue hammer. Hello. Uh, but he's like, Hey, we can't talk about that for 50 for minutes. Hour. Uh, cause then it would just get stale. Yeah. And, uh, so if you have questions in the chat about the Blue Hammer, you can put them there. We'll answer them to the best of our ability. Um, anyways, it is blue. But we're going to talk about the LBCs. The LBCs are back. The open registration, from what I remember, is going to be in December. So if you are a league bowler for the PBA or the Bolero or a PBA member, it is $150 for your entry fee and $250 if you do not sign up before. I believe it's January 1st. December 1st or January 1st? If you don't, so you have a whole oh, month. Oh, oh, you have a whole month to sign up. Mm-hmm. You get 150 before January 1st, I believe. October 1st through December 1st for $100. Uh, that's exclusive to. Oh, it's October 1st? October 1st through December 1st. Wow, I read it's it wrong. Exclusive to PBA LBC members or uh, League Bowlers. Bolero League Bowlers. Yeah. PBA members and all participants of the 2023 PBA LBC National Championships. So that's. Uh, people with their card, and then also um, the Bolero League members. Um, then open registration is December 2nd through January 31st, um, and that's everybody for $150. And then spring registration is $200 February 1st through April 30th. Um, and then late registration, May 1st through July 14th, $250. Thanks for reading that, Kyle. You're welcome. Um, the good thing is about the PBA... Uh, LBCs is that they're going to be adding two new divisions this year. They're going to be adding a handicapped junior boys and a handicapped junior girls division. Both are going to be 2,500 to win. That's all going to be in smart scholarship. Um, and then they'll make, I'm sure they'll be on the, are you looking how to travel there from the airport? Uh, yeah, we already did that. Yeah. Uh, so they will have another uh, two players in their semifinal or their final round, however they did that this year with the one ball thing. Um, and it is actually guaranteed again. The Open Classic is 25000 again, and the rest of the divisions besides the the handicap divisions are 5000 to win. And they do have a PBA-exempt one. So technically, would I count the PBA-exempt? Or is that actually just for the national touring players? The points list for so, all the touring players, yeah. But I think it's, I think it's exempt, meaning uh, the touring uh, players. I don't think it's just card players. Good. Because I can't beat those guys. Card buyers. Just drive. It's eight hours. I think Deke. We uh, we've already got a little group who might want to go. Um, but the tournament is at the same time as the OCs, and it is a two-hour drive from Midway. Mm-hmm. So it's a possibility we could get into Chicago at eight a.m. Uh, grab our four, or grab a few guys. Uh, travel down two hours, bowl our six games, and maybe get an afternoon flight back out of Vegas. So um, we Not might. Yeah, so we might be hitting that on the way down. Uh, I don't think on the way back would be the best idea, but especially if you have a bad weekend. 
Yep. You might as well hit this one to kind of get a little bit of confidence because they do put out a little easier. Uh, yeah. A little less challenging of a challenge. Show. Right. But, you know, it'd be cool to participate. I wanted to participate this year, but going back out to uh, that Milwaukee, Detroit, Michigan, whatever area um, would have been another expense that I wasn't expecting to do. So this year uh, we have got a few people who we'll see what happens. We've yeah. been chatting about it and it might be able to, uh, to work here. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. As long as I can take another day to go to the OCs. We mean another day to OCs. Well, it's, I, I don't know that we'll be able to get in, in and out in a day, but maybe it's possible, especially if we're late or something. But anyway, uh, the interesting thing is that the distance from Wauwatosa and from to the airport, the same airport to which is now in Prospect, Illinois, um, same distance, really, almost to the minute. Yeah. We should say that yes, it is going to be in Prospect, Illinois, at Bolero Prospect or whatever yeah. it's called. Uh, so it is actually the one thing I do like about this is that it is more in the central uh centrally yeah, yeah. located yeah. of the country uh it seems like they're moving down which would be cool if they go to texas too because that might be pretty cool if they move down that way and then just kind of move back around you know keep it centrally located which would be nice um but the other thing too is that the peterson classic will also be back out there again so you can also sign up for that and i believe that will be may 10th to september 1st uh so that's actually at bolero vernon hills and that's like really hard right yeah like stupid hard well, back in the day, they used to have different... They didn't oil or they just put different random crap down and the pins were off and you went upstairs and my grandfather had bowled in that event. I think I think my father bowled in it too. Um, and to check your bowling balls in, um, you would have to be... Uh, you would have to put your bowling ball in a shopping cart with your name on it. <laughs> it would be brought into the center before you were able to go in because it was like in an alleyway, I heard. And your bowling balls would be checked in a shopping cart and your name would be on it. So when they checked them in, they would bring them in a shopping cart and give them to you with your name on it or some crap or what lane you're starting on. Yeah. And that's how they did it. And like people would be, apparently it's incredible how hard the event was. Cause my dad said the one place you couldn't see past the arrows because the ceiling went down. What? It's something weird like that. So it was interesting. Like you couldn't see the pins sometimes and they would wow. be wonky and the lane pattern. It, it Obviously it wasn't the same. So yeah. it was incredibly hard. I don't know what they do now if they make it like one oil pattern. Right. Um, especially with synthetic lanes now, it kind of takes out that. I don't want to say nostalgic because everybody uses that word now and I don't really get it. It's, it's just, it was one of like the, that's how bowling was back in the days. I'm going to say it was old time bowling where it is what it is. You get what you get and you figure out how to play them. You get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> You're talking about somebody get upset, Kyle. No. Well, it's, well, you had a little argument this week, right? With uh, some league bowlers about how hard the lanes are. No, I didn't have, no, I didn't have an Nick argument. You're averaging 20 pins under. You oil the lanes wrong every week. It's just our pair, right, Nick? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. It is just your pair. Yeah. Every they week. Also is- added, uh, they added the juniors, so they're going to get smart money. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll see if we go out there. I got to convince uh, people, person, that we're going to do it. That would be interesting. Oh, I see where you found all this information underneath that. I just read the article this morning. I didn't scroll that far down. To how things read. Well, I don't read very well. But yeah, they will be doing the Telfives finals again. So that would be a good a good thing. I think we should hit it, Kyle. Sure. Maybe if we don't do the uh what do we normally do? 
Um, Bullet Journal. Which the other one would be the BTM. BTM, that's the one. Well, BTM, unfortunately, doesn't oil between shifts, and that made me a little angry. <laughs> it's true. I mean, if you have a, like, we brought a full shift, basically. Yeah. And then the people behind us get either you, what you guys broke it down or broken down. Yeah. And then they I whacked them, by the way. And there was only two on the pair. Yeah. So maybe they're just that much better. They didn't beat us the first shift. Oh, they bowled the first shift. That's right. Yeah. And then they, I think they stayed on the same lanes. Oof. Nice. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird play around tournament. It's just weird. Cause it's kind of like open. You know what I mean? You can just kind of show up. It is nice to have cause the lanes are definitely hard and it definitely preps you. But, um, you know, I don't know. I never cashed there. So I shot 640 and didn't cash. I was sad. So finally, uh, first event of the 2024 season has been announced. Players Championships. What? Championship. January 15th. James, we do not have lane talk here, no. We could get it, but it would slow our computer br- computers down too much because we have the 1980s AccuScore Plus. Uh, yeah, so no, we... Um, uh, we use our brains. We could actually, but it just might take too long to... We'll have to wait for the AI scoring from the World Bowling League. Yeah. Carbon footprint will be erased. <laughs> um, what yeah, are you talking about? Bones, uh, uh, I did not know that, but it doesn't matter who I bowl. We're losing anyway. Jesus. Maybe with a new grip, it'll be better. Probably will um, be. Anyway, yeah, so... Uh, well, I'm sorry, the similar finals are on the 15th. Um but yeah, the uh, in January we got our first announced our first tournament in the. Uh, it's PBA the players. Players championship. Wasn't that at the back of the schedule I last think year? Last year it was the same. I think they did the same thing last year that they opened up with something. No. Either like that or we'll find out. Or it couldn't be because last year the players championship was held in. No, it was the U.S. Open last year to start. New Jersey was held held the players championship last right. year, and I was debating going, but then it was. I had something to do. Oh, Janelle's graduation. Right. Because I was going to try and qualify uh, yeah, for it. The championship was in April last year. Yeah. So and I, was, I don't understand why they do these schedule changes where it's like one year the U.S. Open will open up. Uh, another year, um, the like this year, Players Championship. And then another year, it'll be Tournament of Champions or whatever. It's just like it's always something different. Why not have a a similar schedule where you know, okay, I got to get ready for the U.S. Open because it's... I would think that the U.S. Open would be more middle year. They'd have like... Or even the the middle of the season. Or the Players' Championship. Yeah, but for the PBA schedule, you think it would open up with, I don't want to say the rinky-dink stops, but like, you know, the not televised ones, the standard standard format, and then you start to break into the bigger events as you go along. Um, U.S. Open Players Championship to start. Where's the Players Championship while you're on the schedule? Uh, and to, to answer that question, though, I think that's you know they do it to try to gain viewership. Like, hey, we're starting off with the, uh, um, so that opening with a major, they're trying to you know get some. Uh, it's the PBA, not very smart. Well, Deke, I mean, uh, you said it, not me. It's going to be in uh, Wichita. Oh, that sucks because I actually was interested in bowling that because the the field is bigger. So I would have a better chance of making it. Well, let's look real quick. Did, um, did the PBA, I don't think they did. They didn't announce the U.S. Open yet, right? I don't know. Uh, to James, your question, will we ever get new scoring? Uh, I'm sure we would eventually get new scoring, but uh, our scoring works really well for league play and tournament play. Um, and I don't really see a benefit in getting the newer scoring um, for, for for open play. For your regular, so regular leagues. Maybe I one day. Agree. But um, I'd prefer to spend the two hundred and twenty to fifty thousand somewhere else. 
here, but some in a, in a different manner. personally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I don't mind it. It'd be nice to have. It'd be nice to have, absolutely. But at the same time, there's apps on your phones that do it if you just click the numbers. You know what I mean? But also, there are some other that, like tournament wise. I think the new scoring is like a really good idea. Piece of wings because you have it's aggressive <laughs> because you have uh, uh, the ability to move the names and it keeps the scores for yeah. You. I could do a lot like with it. I really could do a lot with it um, and it make a lot of things better. But at the same time, uh, well, for the investment, it doesn't bring day, it doesn't bring more people right, in. It doesn't do anything extra. Falling. I don't think that ROI is there because it's like who really pays attention to the scoring. Um, fifty k buys a lot. It is not fifty. Ah, uh, okay. No, he's saying fifty k buys a lot. Oh, 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 of his previous comment, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean the scoring is not manual, obviously, but it's, no, it's automatic. Talking about keeping his average or whatever, or, or his miss pins, or oh, you're talking about that? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I, I mean, shoot. I mean, I, I just pay attention to it. Like, all right, I don't really need to know my percentage because. Feel like if you're making them in league, you're gonna make them anywhere else, and yeah. you know when you're, you're in a rut or you're not. Yeah, yeah, you know when you're in a rut or not. But yeah. in terms of yeah, you don't want to do manual. I guess so. I guess it's a convenience factor. I know a lot of guys have the the pin talk or the pin app or yeah, whatever it's pin called, pals, yeah. pin pals, and you just, just because it's easier to track because right. And I think it depends on your situation too, because James, if you're bowling in a center that has lane talk, you've already got the convenience. But for guys who travel. Uh, and go other places um, and they don't have lane talk or they don't have it turned on if you want your stats yeah, you're a number of those tournaments too that they yeah they just don't turn it on yeah. so so you're and en- you end up not getting your stats so your stats are going to be skewed you can't really see so why not just keep track of them yourself with the pin pal or the pin talk because it's probably going to cost you the same amount the same amount as lane talks premium and i know lane talk is nice because they have tournaments and stuff but if you're just looking to keep the score or keep your your statistics you could almost do anything i think it might be a little bit of a hassle but at the same time you know to me if you're really that interested in it then it's probably worth you doing yourself anyways because you could probably filter through a few things and put notes down while you're on your phone yep. versus just having notes a lane talk using yeah uh, you can store your arsenal and some of what them. is up zachary gravel and i appreciate you and i love you <laughs> um so yeah i i again i i completely agree that the investment for scoring in my opinion not my money but the investment for scoring that money like you said can be put into way more convenience factors for the entire bowling center um like updates or or rehabs or whatever you want to call it yeah um then something that's like i said It'd be nice to have, now, but it's not a necessity. Right. Right. Now, right. New scoring would make it easier on some employees too, probably. Cause then people like more and more people just don't know how to use these things. Um, uh, yeah. You should talk to Matt Fazone. He does it every single frame. He, he does. Phone. I, think, I don't know if he did it this weekend. Phones in there. I think he does it too. Austin does it. Rich so Manzer does it. A lot of guys These guys. Well, the other thing too is it, what's your social aspect? Because if you're out there talking to your teammates too, I can understand where that might interfere. But for me, like 90% of the people are on their phones anyways nowadays. The reason that I would prefer to have it manual is because the note process could be there too. Like if you just get lane talk, yeah, sure. You can write in what you're using. But at the same time, I can do it manually and I can write down, oh, I move two boards 
or keep notes on that instead of saying, well, when did I move two boards on the lane talk app and can I add that note in? So I think there's uh, pros and cons to both. Uh, if you can't remember to track every frame, then lane talk is definitely your friend. Uh, but if you're, you know, if you're really looking to be a little bit more in depth, I think that the, the pin tracker, whatever it is, is going to be uh, a little bit more in depth and for I'm your totally game. That guy. I forget all the time. So I tried doing it and I'm like, I, I already forgot. Like, and I would have yeah. to go back half a game, look at the score, and be like, "Okay, I did uh, I think that was a yeah. six. No, uh, oh, it's a nine miss. It must have been a two pin. Okay, two pins are hard, so I can figure that one. Out. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I um, I agree. If you're gonna keep track of it, keep track of it. It's nice that lane talk is so right. easy, um, but not everybody has it. Yeah, yeah, you do have to upgrade the whole system, uh, and I actually have my computer systems actually in the bar and the snack bar all connected to my front desk, which goes to my back office. So not only can I ring people out from the bar at the snack bar, I can ring people out from the desk, from the bar and the snack bar. Add everything all to a lane. Thing. You can do the lane so, from there. Yeah, I can do everything at once so from each station. From there, yeah. So you're talking at least two fifty for the new uh, Cubica system. Brunswick, I think, is probably would be around two hundred. So. Um, I raised them both. Okay. I raised them both. <laughs> so, anyways, I did do all the research on it. I actually had interviews and uh, f- phone calls and lane or lane time, t- computer time with these people. Yeah. Um, I like both. I think both are great. But, you know, uh, if lane talk is the one thing that people are going to complain about, it is what it is. Because I know a lot of centers are having trouble running these systems right out of the gate, anyways, because they're so complex. So. Yeah, and they take a lot of bandwidth. So, like, they take a ton of your internet service. In order well, to, to do lane talk, you're com- so the other thing too is uh, James is your lane talk has to talk every to be live. It has to be done every minute or two minutes. Um, ours wouldn't be done for ten minutes. Ours would update every ten minutes, so it technically wouldn't be live either. So, um, you know, it, it wouldn't really. But from the bowler standpoint, they're getting their stats. I think is what he's talking. Possibly, about. Not just what you're talking about is people being able to live watcher scores yeah sure um but for the people that are getting their stats that's a different story yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. but like it wouldn't be live either so the other thing too is like would it would it track it properly because i've got lane talk stuff where it hasn't tracked my spares properly all the time it'll give me like a random spare in there and i'm like well i never left that today (laughs) um and i remember that game so um that's incorrect so but yeah i think it's up to you know what people want so Stats are what I'd be interested yeah. in. If, well, if, if you haven't looked at them already, check out those apps. Uh, I know one is Pin Pals, and there's a couple other ones. Um, some are expensive, some aren't, um, or some are free. But uh, they they keep track of all your stats because all you do is just type in what pins were left or if you got a strike or whatever. You can, I believe, also put in on some of the ones that I saw. What ball? Guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, what ball, what lane pattern, if you know it the bowling alley yeah all, all the the different parts of information so lane talk is doing that too now oh automatic they're they're adding balls into their little category and then they're you're able to choose patterns so that way you can see which ball worked better on what because you can actually tell them what what ball you use for what frame yeah and then it'll give you their yeah. percentage of strike for the duo or the chill or the I fireball I saw that the last they're time. starting yeah. to upgrade that but that's also i believe if you want to do that is a paid yeah you only get x amount of games i think on there i don't really know i don't pay attention i have it because i do go to a center yeah for the regionals or something well i also i also have it because i'm watching people score so like yeah i'll, I'll I don't log care. in and watch uh um, either you or Joey or whoever. Yeah. I don't particularly look at the stats. I don't look at my spare percentage or anything like that. 
uh, pin pal can track, track pins left, what ball for each frame, pattern, and location. So yes. that's, that's what I was referring to. That's what I was. That's the app I must have been remembering. Um, yeah, it's too much for me. So the guy that says, "Take notes, take notes, take notes," you can't take, take a second to, no. to put in your uh, first of all. Yeah. Listen, I'm telling people, do as I say, not as I do. Um, <laughs> I do actually take notes. What's good for me is not for thee. When I go to an event uh, after the event is finished and I have processed the information, I will go back into my notepad on my iPhone and I will then write my notes. I don't care what pins I left. Dude, Pizza Wings is on fire tonight. Jesus. You want the sauce, Pizza Wings? Holy cow. Well, <laughs> I didn't know I was lefty scum. <laughs> I know you don't like me, Pizza Wings. I end up going back to my notes and I'll write stuff in there. What balls I used. I don't typically need to know what ball I used each game because I don't... It is what it is for me. Um, But I don't really care what struck more than the other one because they're all going to strike a different amount all the time. So I don't need to know which one strikes on 41 feet the best. Well, okay, but if my fresh pattern is ball X, Y, and Z, I don't need... And the other balls are good for transition or for when they're hooking a little more then I don't really need to know. I just need to know what balls to go to to get me close to my look. So for me, it's not as much all that stuff they're giving out, which is nice to have. I'm a stupid bowler, and that's not a joke. I'm a stupid bowler. I make calculated decisions, but I'm, I am I get up there and do it. So having too much information for me would be too much. I don't want it. I don't want it. I just want to go up there, and I want to feel it. Kyle hates that. Just feel it. Just, just feel it. it. That's what I tell people. All right, stuck, guys. Stuck itching my nose on the screen. There we go. You, uh, you guys uh, were awesome tonight. You guys uh, gave us a lot. Thanks for the out. chat, James. I appreciate that, yes, brother. Hopefully, pizza, your place has a lane talk. Pizza Wings, uh, thank you for whatever that was tonight. You are, you are, uh, you're on it tonight, you're baby. On it, you're on it. Um, guys, it is time for us to go bowling. No, it's that's not. Right? Why not? I gotta drill your balls. Well, that's right. It's time for my grips to get changed. Um, not just my finger grips, uh, everything. So uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, click the bell to get alerts from the channel. Um, I love that pizza wings. You can uh, always email us at downlanepod at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the social pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the Etsy shop. Don't forget about the Etsy shop. You guys can get some downlane podcast, Lefty Love, or uh, Bulk Food. We need some new, you know. Yeah, we know. I started editing it. I got I, I got a shirt. It's, okay. it's coming. Um, I just don't know how to make one. Like I just, I'm not. I don't have the. We know. I need the different program. We've seen your uh, flyers for your tournaments, so they're we good. Know that you have no creative ability. They're nice. <laughs> have you guys seen a word document? <laughs> what else would they be? I don't know. Some advertising flair. By the way, it's PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you uh, to Jack Scatia, proprietor of Town and Country Lanes. Austin, hope you're feeling better tonight. Uh, thank you to my family, Stephanie, Zach, and Ethan. Jam bread. I'm zoned out. I'm sorry. These guys are yelling behind oh, me. I'm just thinking about how many balls I got to fix for you guys. You are ridiculous. Uh, we will see you guys next week. This. Yeah.